welcome to Wheel Nerds. This is episode 204. I'm Chuck. And I'm Todd. And we're going to be talking about motorcycles. And the Strom was running great when I finished the charging system. Yeah? Yeah. How great? Really great. As well as it's run probably since it was new. Oh. Yeah. That's, that's fantastic. For about 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then what happened? Then it died at the off-ramp on the way to class. Uh-huh. So there I was. Mile and a half from class. At what time? Oh, it was about uh, you seven. Know, seven in it the morning. It was seven in the morning. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll, let me fill that one in. Early for you. in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll just fill that little detail in. Ah, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there I was, Keep going. a mile and a half from the range, and about five, six miles from home, and uh, yeah, dead, dead in the water. Yeah, yeah. What happened? Well, so the Strom was running great, and I rode on the highway to head to class. And when I got off the highway ramp, it went and died. Uh-huh. And I tried to start it up again, and it wouldn't wouldn't catch. You know, rear, 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 rear. Uh huh. Uh oh. Then I eventually got it to catch by giving it a lot of gas. Uh huh. Um, and it went and died again. It sounds frustrating. And then Deeply. at seven seventeen a.m. Uh huh. You did what? I, I called Chuck. Yeah, because <laughs> apparently that's the thing we have going is the like, hello, do you recall, my bike is dead. Do you recall what your first sentence to me was? Uh, hey, Chuck. No. It was, hey, remember that time I rescued you out of nowhere? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I rescued you from the middle of nowhere. Yeah. It's it's your turn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your turn. Funny thing is, after I hung up the phone with you. My wife is like, who was that? I'm like, oh, it's Todd. He's broke down. And she said, wow, well, remember that time he rescued <laughs> you out of the middle of nowhere? <laughs> I was well, like, yeah, I remember that. I mean, I wasn't even married to you back then. But yeah, I remember that. So, yeah. Thanks, Chuck. Fortunately for you, I had my ringer on. Usually I don't oh, yeah. <laughs> on the weekends. Well, I, I I called I called Sarah first to be like Sarah, um, I'm not at the range right now. I'm broken <laughs> down. She's like, oh no. So 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 I can hear her voice saying that too. Yeah. Well, so so what she immediately does, she's like, okay, all right. Claire only has seven people in his class. So if you call him, he can come get you. Claire didn't use the fucking phone because uh, <laughs> he turns it off. His ringer was off on the weekend like a normal person well claire was already up he was unloading bikes for his brc mm-hmm. you know just like a few blocks away mm-hmm. um but with his phone off mm-hmm. like a normal person <laughs> like a normal person yeah so <laughs> so fortunately i was able to use the chuck's fine taxi service um <laughs> and then you know after class i called claire toe llc uh-huh. <laughs> so i uh I, and you got to ride back to claire's house so well, well so so funny thing was so i was teaching with steve and uh, Steve's got the uh, the GTL 1600. So for my class, I got to ride his GTL 1600. No. Now fancy. the first the first Gen one we rode had that funky throttle that really wasn't quite sorted out right. Okay. Yeah. They fixed the throttle. Yeah. They fixed and it real good. Real good, huh? Real good. Yeah. Really, really good. Oh. Um. That oh. was not the bike to be riding when your shitbag Strom just broke down. <laughs> I gotta tell you, Chuck. It. Uh, <laughs> It was not a safe bike to be riding when the shit pile was broken down. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I was getting ideas was as a, I was riding it. Was it a good thing that your bike was several miles away in the parking lot? 
Yeah. Not near a gas station and a match. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Got to tell you that a BMW never, no no BMW ever felt quite so good as that one. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was, it was nice. And then here's the fun part. Not only did I get to ride it for the class, but then uh, we were going to go back to my bike. So I had the, I had the, of course I had the trunk from my bike that I'd thrown in your car. So I had like my, my coffee and snacks and all my shit. Snacks. My snacks. snacks. You guys. Um, my snacks. My special snacks. Um, this ain't California. <laughs> other kind of special snacks. Um, so I had that. So I needed some extra. Like we needed, we need to be able to carry some shit on one bike and carry me on another bike. I guess shit on another bike. Mm-hmm. So I got on the back of Steve's GTL while Claire carried my junk. And uh, <laughs> so we, I rode on the back of the GTL. The seating on that. With the armrests, with the armrests, I remember the upper queen that. seat. Yeah, dude, unreal. Like I felt, I wanted to do like the Miss America wave at everybody I was passing. Like, hi, I'm fancy up here. I remember when I nice saw that drive by, I was like, that is a really fancy passenger seat. It is. A it was nice. Super fancy passenger seat. I mean, it was. It was something else. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it was wild riding on it. I was like, wow, this is really fancy. And that was also when I discovered that Steve has more practice riding with a passenger than Claire. So I got on the back of Claire's Tiger. And the only way to be on the back of the Tiger is to snuggle a little bit because it's you know not spacious back there. And Claire is like a little spoon. Yeah, he's yeah, a, he's a yeah. walking little spoon. <laughs> so, but but even here, I have I have new respect for passengers because I'm like I'm like four or five inches taller than Claire. Yeah, right? and sitting on the back of the Tiger behind Claire, still all I can see is the Utah Rider Red sticker on the back of his helmet, <laughs> like. Passengers are are read apart on mm-hmm. the back of motorcycles, and then I'm riding with Claire, who's you know not ridden with a passenger in years and years. Like the last, the, the last ST, yeah, the last the two up ride yeah. was when he had the ST. Yeah. Um, you know, and then and then when he and I did the class where it was like we did it, we did an ERC where we had like of eight bikes, six of them had passengers. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Claire, guess what? We're doing all the demos two up. He's like, I'm not, I'm not comfortable. Up. I'm like, great, then you're the passenger the whole time. <laughs> so we did all our demos with Claire on the back of my bike. But uh, you know, so I rode rode the rest of the way back to Claire's house on his bike and helped him unload the trailer. Now, would you say that respect to passenger thing mm-hmm. also applies to the passenger the GTL? It still applies. Okay. Um, but even with the armrests and backrests, and you're definitely more like you can more just comfy. like kind of sit into the bike uh-huh. with the GTL. Uh-huh. But like it still requires the passenger not suck. Okay. Right. Like you know when we're going around a corner, you can feel and the GTL is top heavy, right? Like mm-hmm. it's it, it's that is not a small machine mm-hmm. in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so going around the corner, you can kind of feel it like whoa. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you gotta you got you still gotta plan for the passenger. The passenger's way outside the road triangle, and on the GTL, the passenger higher up mm-hmm. so you know 185 pound dude in full gear who probably you know is tapping 210 with all his boots and yeah. crap two dudes on the motorcycle mm-hmm. yeah you're talking about a lot of a lot of weight in a in a spot that's not going to do anything for the bike's handling. reduced carbon footprint mm-hmm. something like that <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so that was a that was a cool experience getting that on the back of both bikes cool yeah yeah it was uh it was definitely definitely a thing and then so claire helped me so what's wrong with the strong? Because uh, when I picked you up, you were you were cursing the charging system. Yeah, yeah, and it wasn't. It didn't seem to be that because like when you ran the starter, it was like vroom 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 vroom. Everything's great. Uh-huh. Electricals are wonderful. Uh huh. Um, and then but if you gave it a bunch of gas, it would kind of start, and then 
go up and then kind of run out of gas. And you said it made a a rattle or something. It was a weird rattle from it. I don't know if the rattle 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 could be, you know, um, I put the new, you know, I put a new case and new gasket on it. So they could just be all the metal bits like heat cycling. So it's like a red herring, like communism. Uh, Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Um, We shall see. We shall see. (laughs) Oh, you're going to call me again. Still a wrench inside. Um, We left the clamps in the patient. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, the the current theory is fuel delivery. Because, you know, the, 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 it will idle, but if you try to make it do anything remotely, like even at idle speed, letting out a little clutch and trying to get it to pull makes it go, oh, dying, mm-hmm. right? Um, which again feels like it's not getting fuel. Okay. So it's not running, running right now? Well, at the moment it's torn to shreds. Okay. Uh, the fuel tank's off. The uh, So I took, I took the, <laughs> it's uh, torn to shreds and I've already called the insurance company. Oh, I don't know how it happened. Um, I think uh, I saw a brown person. Horde of dirty Mongols came in. <laughs> It was terrible. It hit with swords and arrows and a hawk, which made no sense, but that's happened. Hawks. Yeah. That completely happened. Uh-huh. Horses. Um, Lots of horses. So I took the, I had the, I had the small fuel filter on it, which I liked because it fit nicely in the space. And I got rid of that. And I went back to like the big ass beer keg shaped filter uh-huh. um, that I used before. It uh-huh. lasted forever. Uh-huh. Um, like when you blew compressed air through the small filter, um, it was, there was no air flowing. Oh. Whereas with the beer keg one, you blow and you feel it coming out of the side a little bit yeah um so I'm, I'm thinking that it sat i mean it took me you know months to get the fucker back together and fixed right oh. to get parts and all that okay rescue it yeah um so it sat for a while so i'm wondering if maybe some of the fuel in the hose was gummed up or there was just some gunk in it i don't know um but so the tank's off the filter has been replaced um i popped out the air filter just to check on it and the canon filter was a grungy and B, I'm looking down in the airbox and there's dust visible in the airbox. I'm like, that's not good. Yes, yeah, I do not like. That's not the spec. No, no. So I, I started asking around, and it turns out this is like a common you can't in filters flow more air. Well it turns out that they do that by not filtering <laughs> Go figure. Even after even when they're oiled or or is that the sign of the oil maybe not being as well oiled? It is it? not an old filter. Right, like I, I have not put that many miles on that bike since I put that filter. Okay, and you know, yeah. So but time has passed, right? How much time, time has yeah. gone by? I think even less than a year. Okay, but you know, I, I just, I'm like dust. No, going. I so I ordered up the Suzuki paper filter. Show up. Okay. So we shall see. I'm hoping, 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 hoping that it's the filter. And not that I have. Okay. Fortunately, it turns out they use the same fuel pump as a lot of the Suzuki cars. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can <laughs> order. Well, so the Suzuki Swift pump is exactly the same, except for it's like half an inch shorter, okay. which doesn't matter. Okay. I mean, technically, I just got half an inch of extra fuel space at that point. Yeah. Um, and lots of people swap that, and that's not terribly expensive. Yeah, it's pretty right. commoditized. Hard efficiency. Yep. Neato. Yep. So, yeah. Ask me how the turbo sprint's running. How's the turbo sprint running? It's running great. <laughs> I'm happy for you, Chuck. I'm it, glad that I I'm glad that you have one that's running well. And it, the, you know, the bandit's going great. So it it knows what speed it's going and mm-hmm. can record its mileage now. Wow. Fancy. Yeah. I took it back to the boys at uh, Harrison Motorsports. And they made good? They made good. Okay. They were that's good. Andy and the guys super nice and cool about that. Beauty. Yeah, so 
So, you know, overall good. Overall good. All right. Well, I don't know if I'll go back in the future <laughs> just because they're, they're pretty pricey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I'll still go to Jason, but mm-hmm. Andy and the guys at Harrison definitely made me happy. All right. Glad to hear. Hey, you know how else makes me a happy person? Who else? The good folks at Surf and Summit Motorcycle Rentals who have brought you this episode of Wheel Nerds. Have you been dreaming about riding Route 1 past the house where I grew up? Have you been dreaming about riding through White Mountains and up to the top of Mount Washington? You want to ride the main coast and eat at places with shack in the name? Sure. Yes, you do. Oh, you do. Right. Clam shack, lobster shack, crab shack. It's all. They got all you kinds know, of shack. None of those things appeal to me. Oh. All of those things come out of the water. Oh, okay. I don't want to eat any of those shacks. So they can probably make, make steaks or something, too. Oh, my God. Clam shack. Clam shack for life. So Surf and Summit rents. <laughs> Surf and Summit does not require you to eat any kind of fish. Surf and Summit Thank rents Beastroms and Harleys and will pick you up at the airport for your trip, which is a pretty smoking deal. Uh, certified Wicked Awesome by the Northeast Council of Wicked Awesome. With the you know, Teacocks presiding. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can second that. Yeah, check them out at surfandsummitmotorcycle.com or give them a call at 207-415-8340. Tell them we sent you. Mm-hmm. Foreshadowing. <laughs> so we got to meet a listener, and I actually get to meet the listener. Yeah, I've, which this is, a, is the second rarity. time I've met him because he's been through, this is the second time through Salt Lake. Mm-hmm. So we had dinner with him. Get to hang out with Thomas, yeah. You did not get to ride his KTM. No, I did not get to ride the Super Duke, which under the circumstances is probably just as well right now. Oh my God, it was amazing. I bet it was fucking incredible. It was pretty fucking cool. Uh, he let me ride it. Oh man, uh, that was cool. I, I was told a, my wife about it. She's like, how, how many horsepower? I'm like, oh, it was, oh, it was good. It was <laughs> really good. Uh, yeah, it was good. <laughs> All right then. Oh man, I had I had feelings for that bike. <laughs> I was surprised by how comfy it was. So it's the Super Duke GT. When I sat on it. I was like, I was expecting it to be like scrunched up because like the normal Dukes are pretty scrunchy. I felt a little scrunched up on yeah? it. Yeah. See, I felt I got on it. I was like, you know, this is the thing it reminds me of most is kind of the Bandit. Like, did you that, ride it or did you just? Say, I just sat, sat on it. Okay. So you know, maybe riding it's a different experience. But like, it felt not dissimilar from the Bandit. It wasn't uncomfortable. But yeah. it was more scrunched up than I was expecting, considering how mm-hmm. I was standing on it. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, like almost tippy toe. Sure. Yeah. yeah but it was a lot of fun. Bike. Oh, there bike. was power. Mm-hmm. So much power. Yep. So much willing power. Hey, you want a wheelie? No. You know what? <laughs> Let's wheelie. <laughs> hey, you want a wheelie? Not waiting for answer. <laughs> You want a wheelie? Oh, look, we already are. <laughs> I guess we're committed now. You should flip that cop off. <laughs> Do it. Do it now. I've done it for you. <laughs> I'm computerized. <laughs> look at me. So friendly. Such a friendly bike. Such <laughs> oh, a helpful bike. Really friendly. Well, I get. I did get to. I did get to go for a ride with my daughter in the sidecar again. Oh, cool. And I, did I tell you last week about what she leans over to me and says? No. She. We're leaving the driveway. She leans over and we stop at the stoplight. She leans over and goes, Dad, you don't have to go so slow anymore now. I'm like, quiet, tiny Satan. Yes, I do. <laughs> I'm a big kid. I have gear. Uh-huh. <laughs> go. That's enough out of you, tiny Satan. But I also got to ride with my wife in the sidecar, which was cool because we have not ridden together since she got pregnant. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, so that was kind of cool. You should uh, install like a get an easy button mm-hmm. Office Depot and just paint it and put go. <laughs> tape that to the inside tape of the sidecar. Tell her. Just, you can push that. That makes it go faster. I'll just tell the daughter that. Yeah. No, don't. Go faster button. Push, push that. Push when needed. Yeah. Daughter will just mash that the whole time. Mash, mash, mash. mash. Mm-hmm. And yeah. she'll be in. You know, you just be like, oh, my God, we're going so fast now. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I might hit third gear. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Try to sell it a little better than that. Yeah. Sell it a little bit better. <laughs> Rev it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Wow. Get that bandit so, to howl. So good at this. So fast. <laughs> so very fast. But, yeah, so that, that was pretty fun. Neat. And, you know, I got to, and I got to break down. Yeah, was it fun? It's been, it's really so did you fun. push it across the street? I pushed it across that busy-ass motherfucking intersection. Okay, two was... people were like, I started to push, and then two people were like, no, we're just going to fucking kill you if you walk out in this road. <laughs> I'm like, well, this is a nice part of town. Watch this. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, so I pushed it across that fucking intersection. I was wondering, because you're like, I'm across the street in the parking lot. I'm like, how'd you get it there? Did you just coast? Fucking push it. <laughs> it's heavy, if you were curious. <laughs> Stroms, not light. I I was I was impressed. Not even a little bit light. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was a bank in the you know, place across the road where I could park in front of all the cameras. Yeah. I should have parked in a dark alley with a sign that said, steal me and left the keys in it. But, you know, live and learn. Just the thing. It was across a four-lane road. A four-lane road with an off-ramp. It was a scary-ass cross. <laughs> like, but there was a gap, and I'm like, go, 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 go. Unfortunately, <laughs> one truck saw me coming and took pity and slowed way down. <laughs> but then, and then the driveway is a hill. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's a lot more uphill than it looks from a car. <laughs> it looks really uphill. <laughs> it it was definitely uphill. <laughs> I was impressed. 100% uphill. <laughs> All the way to the fucking parking spot. I was impressed. I was just like, man, he is really in there. Well, I wasn't, I, you know, the spot I was at, I was on that because the sidewalk where I pulled it up onto has, it's not like a sidewalk with a nice little grass berm. Yeah. It is like the sidewalk next to traffic going by you at 50 miles an hour yeah. of stressed out people on a, you know, couple lanes each way road. Yeah. Looking for like, oh my God, there's the Petco. Scream. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, you know, people behind me, it's not starting, and I get off the bike, and some fucker behind me beeps. And I'm like, what the fuck do you think is happening here? <laughs> you know, it wasn't the person right behind me. The person right behind me was probably laughing or like yeah, feeling bad for probably me. Probably feeling bad. <laughs> oh, that poor guy. I was stuck in traffic on the turbo sprint the other day, and it dies as it does when it's cranky about being <laughs> it, at 500 does, RPM. As bikes do. And it was hot, so I didn't want to start right back up. Yeah. So I, I had a line of cars behind me waiting to turn left, but everyone was super understanding. No one beeped. That's I just good. assumed they were laughing at the guy in the spacesuit yep. hammering. The bike. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, it, it, I wonder. But so, thanks for coming, Thomas. That was fun. Yes, that was cool getting to meet you. Yep. Come again. Buy Definitely. us food again, mm-hmm. or me anyway. Yeah. Well, I had I had a, a family. family you had right stuff going on. Yeah. yeah. Same thing. And oh, I took him for a ride in the sidecar. Yeah. He was hooting. 
a lot. Nice. It was it was fun. Nice. It wasn't it wasn't like when I took a listener for a ride in the sidecar and he's still telling Roe about how scary it was. <laughs> no. Okay. It wasn't like Logan. Yeah, no, Ro. Because I was on the Ural. Ro. <laughs> okay, right. Full power. When? <laughs> Any second. Now. No, put your hand down. <laughs> Fortunately, there's roundabout in uh, that area. Oh, uh, okay. So I was able to drift around. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's good. Yeah, I wrote, when I rode with my wife, I was able to get after it a little bit because I, you know, we get there and I'm like, this thing really sticks to the road with the passenger in it. <laughs> She's like, you weren't really getting after it though. It didn't seem like you were. I was like, no, no, I was not. <laughs> not this time. Not, not this time. <laughs> Love you, Dan. <laughs> well, well, I, I think I need to go to the classified stage. <laughs> clearly, <laughs> clearly things are, things are getting out of hand with the Trump. So I'm, I'm saying this right now. That's twice the Strom is stranded. One I don't even time. think I had it that bad. One more time, that fucker is gone. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just fucking burn it, blow it up. Insurance adjusters, cover your ears. <laughs> Take it out to the West Desert, and blow it up. <laughs> God damn. <sighs> so our first bike is kind of fun. This is kind of fun indeed. This is from Austin Vince, one of the original terrorists. I can't do, I can't do the the posh accent. One of the original Terra Circa bikes needs a home. Distinctive white seat and forks was running four years ago. Make me an offer. Move forces sale. One of the original. I can't. No. No, no, no. I'm thinking about it too hard. Yeah, I know. Pip, pip, cheerio. One of the original Terra Circa bikes needs a home. Distinctive white seat and forks. Just, I'm not buying it. No, I'm no. not either. I but, can't do hey, it. Hey, I mean, it's a cool bike. Yeah, you can have one of the bikes Austin Vince. Mm-hmm. Or the bike Austin Vince was on for Terra Circa. Yeah. Uh, cool right that's got some history it's cool don't I know mean, if, if it runs it was running four years ago it ran four years ago so clearly it could again maybe probably don't know hard to say it looks clean own a piece of history yeah pretty much that's it yeah own some history <laughs> own some history uh i'm a little sketched out okay how about this it's a 1981 honda going oh, interesting i can join row in the old wing Yes, four thousand dollars. Ooh, that's 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 a bargain. That that is missing bike. Nineteen eighty one Honda Goldwing parts. Uh huh. Engine lost compression on one cylinder. Pulled engine to rebuild, but lost interest. Wait Getting... a second. Wait, no, you, you said that wrong. Okay. Lost compression on one cylinder. Well, one cylinder. Pulled engine to rebuild, but lost interest. Mm-hmm. Getting older. All parts fairing. New tires. Wait. So the all parts fairing and new tires are getting older. Saddlebags, luggage rack, pipes, luggage rack, luggage, luggage, luggage rack, luggage rack pipes, and all the accessories are all getting older. Full bike parts. Goldwing has been garage kept. And you. That is not a bike. That is the, that is. This is, this is some bits of bike, which might conceivably be made, become a bike. There is a Zach box. Parts. Yes, this is this is like just off screen. Zach. Yeah, this, this is, is this is what happens when Zach gets old. <laughs> this is this is this is this is Zach's uh, uh, golden years. This is his future. Yeah, a, a frame with bits and pieces stuck mm-hmm. to it. Yep, yep. You need a lar- He'll have a larger truck by then, so he'll be able to hold the gold when he's back. Up. And he'll be like, "Hey, new tires." Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, hello, <laughs> hello, Shirley. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, it's it's. This next one is the bike for you. 
next one is the bike for me. Yes. 2008 Ducati Desmodici RR. Price, Price reduced. reduced. I've ridden one of these. Uh-huh. Keep going. $53,000. of $1,500 D16RR. 1,800 miles all street. Serviced by Ducati Master Technician at 1,814 miles. That's about five miles a year. Clean title in hand, all manuals, two keys, technical workshop DVD. Here's a good article about the bike because fuck you. Go look it up. This bike is in my living room right now. Seems perfectly normal to me, but wife isn't amused. Oh, well. I'm willing to deliver or meet you within a 500-mile radius of Salt Lake City for a small additional fee. Please contact me for details. Or haul bikes is a good option for shipment. Uh-huh. $53,000. Yeah, I uh, having having ridden the, the Desmodicis, yeah. um, no, my, <laughs> my delicate constitution is not, uh, not made for these bikes. Your delicate constitution? This is a torture rack made manifest. Oh, uh, your, your butt. Your butt just won't. The butt, body, everything. The yeah. position is like, if you're a racer, this is the position that you race in. Mm-hmm. This is not a position you want to ride in for more than mm, six, seven minutes. Ah, okay. Yeah. yeah. A, so a six-minute bike for $53,000. Well, apparently this person has ridden it for six minutes every year <laughs> based on the number of miles <laughs> and had it be a conversation. Uh-huh. Well, it's in his living room. Yeah. 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 All right. Oh, I'm I'm sad we can't get you that bike. Mm-hmm. How about this one? It's a uh, custom built reverse trike frame and extras, thousand uh, dollars. I can afford a thousand dollars, but no, not for that. That has OSB in it, or that might be just a sheet of OSB lying nearby. Uh, hard to tell. Unfortunately, my timetable has been moved, and I need to move sooner than I thought, so I'm going to have to sell. Have over 1,700 materials and much more in time, making it into what it is today. Which is a 71 VW front end with brand new disc brake conversion with stainless steel brake lines and massive cylinder all hooked up and mm. works, but never ridden. Over 600 alone for just that. Wow. Also includes a brand new AGM battery that costed me 140 bucks at the local shop. Wow. A lot of extras as well, including the original motor and swing arm that might be fixable. Maybe. Needs a seal to fix an oil leak. A 63 VW front end complete as well. It just needs wheel bearing. That that means it's not complete. Right. Make right. it your way or throw a different bike into the frame and go. Have a title and keys that go with the frame asking 1000 Firm at this time. Can possibly deliver for extra money. Include a trailer for another 750 Okay, so 750 trailer, $1,000. Find me in Indiana, bitch. Sketchy trike. Mm. Super sketchy. Super sketchy trike. Super sketchy. Does this person actually want to sell, or is this a is this a is this a shot fired in the shadow account? Um. Okay, there it is with a seat. I was worried he didn't have a seat. Yeah, so he has included a seat. Yeah, there's a seat, but um, that's not the same rear end. No, it isn't. <laughs> How observant of you. And the part that puzzles not, me is this is this is a complete turning on its wait, head. Wait. Uh, and also, is that the gas the fuel tank? cells, yes, behind your head. But this one doesn't have fuel cells. No, no, it has the gas tank for the bike. So this is the this is the before and the other is the after, I guess. I don't I don't know. I don't know. I there's so many questions. Why does it have a letter D? Uh, uh that's not a letter D. That's the bottom of the drill that he has left there. 
Oh, oh D yeah, is it is. For drill. D is for drill. <laughs> this is that the same vehicle in this picture? It, I think it's the same vehicle. It's just that bits of it have been changed out for other bits of so things. So what's it look like today? It looks about like like that. That I uh, I don't know. It's it's very puzzling. The part that the part that I find most interesting about it is the fact that this is such a radical departure from the normal use of a VW. Not usually the front end they get, right? Like it's the yeah. back end with the engine. Yeah. Instead, he had the back of a motorcycle. Maybe he stole the other trike. <laughs> he cut the VW in half and made, made a trike trikes. with the back. Yeah. He's like, you know, <laughs> you know, I have this motorcycle and a VW bug. You know what I can do? I can cut them both in half and I can make two trikes. I have a pen. I have an apple. Uh-huh. You can make a pen apple. An apple pen. <laughs> Seems logical. <laughs> no. No? No. 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 Pen pineapple apple. No. <laughs> no. All right. Well, 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 we got it. Let it does it does bring up a question though. Hmm. Do Why? you think the Strom do you think the Strom would be a, a viable entry into the shadow economy for me? Yes. We we put some raccoon bait. Uh-huh. Get me one or two raccoons living in that thing. Yeah, perfect. Good to go. Yeah, good to go. You will blend right in, mm-hmm. like a ninja. Meanwhile, there's an '87 Honda CH250 Elite. I have a hard time saying no to old old Honda scooters, except for this one. Oh my god! <laughs> this is a Honda 250 Elite with Vespa body. Uh. Uh-uh. What? <laughs> 2,000 miles runs well. 650 OBO. Shadow. 650 OBO. Shadow economy. So it's a Honda Elite with a Vespa body. It looks like a Vespa cowling on the back, not a Vespa body, because Vespas are unibody. Um. Wow. They cut it. They, they. There's been some things put together here. This is shadow economy. So it's got it's got the 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 handlebar cowling of an orange Honda Elite. Yeah. Um, a milk the, crate. A milk crate mounted to the front. Right over the fender. Which is, which is highly unusual. Where you carry your raccoon. Uh-huh. And, and a Vespa cowling covering up the back end. Wash your bear wagon. Which would, which would actually not be a Vespa cowling. Because again, a Vespa is a unibody. But yeah. this, is, this is a Vespa clone cowling that they have put helpfully over the ass end. Wash, of this wash bar wagon. Yeah. Wash bar wagon. Yeah. The raccoon seat. <laughs> I, uh, wow. Still. That is terrifying. It looks better than the last time I saw your scooter. My scooter looked great when I sold it. I, it looked great the last time I saw it. Well, no. <laughs> it looked like a box of parts. It looked, it looked beautiful when I sold it. <laughs> Apart from the fact that it had no cover on the seat. <laughs> details, details. This could look beautiful, too. Look, this even has a seat cover. So now here's the thing I see, though, when I see this. Okay. 87 Honda 250 Elite runs good. Does it actually run good? <laughs> because I'll be honest, the actual state of the body, if it runs well, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm, I'm flexible. You're tempted? I'm flexible. Because, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, will it leave me stranded? 600, yeah. Will it die and leave me stranded? <laughs> you know, asking for a friend. Because, you know, I mean, it, it, uh, an, a Honda 250 Elite is pretty 
damn good scooter underneath, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. it, it's it'll do sixty plus miles an hour. It won't get there quick, but it'll get there. Um, I can already see the wheels turning in your head. <laughs> Six hundred fifty. Maybe I can talk them down. <laughs> you know, like ah, oh, you know, where am I gonna get body panels for these old elites? And in my head, I'm like, I'm gonna get body panels, build something. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna build me a Craig Better fish farm <laughs> on this bitch, <laughs> and I'm gonna get like 300 miles to the gallon on it, <laughs> and be able to carry two bags of groceries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so we found your next bike. <laughs> there it goes. It's coming. It's coming. I really need to take that milk crate off the back. And then you know, like months later, the milk crate is still there. Why yep. do you still have that milk crate? It's just so convenient. <laughs> I've never had a frunk before. I, I, I didn't know how nice it was. I didn't want to displace the raccoon that's living in it. He's he's yeah. really nice. He guards the bike and he's he's, he's fine. Working. Yeah, works for a carrot. Sometimes he snuggles. <laughs> and the bungee cords have melted into the bike. It's terrifying. <laughs> Ooh. Maybe we can talk to someone who can who can get you maybe rent you better bike Ooh, someone familiar someone someone i think we know all right so we have a very 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 special guest with us tonight um he is a returning sponsor so uh, (laughs) this this fine show and everything that goes along with it he is one of the people who helps bring you that Mm -hmm. uh it's steve from surf and summit rentals we talked to him last year as he was getting off the ground with his business which is now firmly off the ground. Firmly off the ground. And along with Steve, we have Randy, who purports to be one of his customers. Hello. <laughs> hey, guys. Hi, guys. Mystery guest. Please <laughs> check in. Please introduce yourselves. Steve, you should go first. Okay, yeah. So, hi. Hi, world. Uh, I am Steve. I am the chief motorcycle washer at Surf and Summit Motorcycle. Um, yeah, Ever since we we were on the Wheel Nerds last year, it was like a year and ten days ago. Um, you know it that well. Well, it's because you looked it up right beforehand. Yeah, it, uh, <laughs> Googled it. This it was my creepy. last Skype call. <laughs> um, That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, since then, and and thanks to help from folks like Randy who supported us in the Indiegogo campaign, we have officially launched. We have real live motorcycles available to rent. Right now, we have legitimate insurance, <laughs> and uh, as opposed to the illegitimate insurance, right? And we've already been serving customers from all over the world. It's been amazing. Even before I could get like we have bikes up on the website, yeah, we I had people, you know, hey, do you have a Harley that I can rent right now? And I was like, well, actually, yeah, I just got one yesterday. So <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> let, me just, let me just wipe it off a little. <laughs> I still have to hose the last guy off of it. Yeah, I will be. Yeah. I've been doing a lot of maintenance in between bike rides. Um, yeah, we've had uh, folks from China, um, Nova Scotia, Texas, Arizona, California, and uh, we have a lady coming from Ontario this weekend. And yeah, it's just been phenomenal. Damn. And amongst the folks coming up from Texas up to New England, which I'm sure is a shock to the system, is Randy. How's it going, Randy? Hey, Todd and Chuck, Steve. Um, yeah, man, it's uh, you know I, I heard this interview that you did with Steve a year ago, uh, and apparently ten days. 
And I was just giddy listening to that. My wife is born and raised in Maine. And though we live in Texas, we get to go back and visit some of her family and her stomping grounds uh, from time to time. And every time I've gone up, I'm like, you know, I just, I got to ride some of these roads, but I never could. I tried to, I tried to find motorcycle rentals in the past and, and, People either wouldn't call me back or, you know, it's uh, dead numbers or that sort of thing. And so I, I really was excited. In fact, as soon as the episode finished, I, I got on the Surf and Summit website. It was doing the fundraiser at the time, and I, I did one of the early deals. And, and finally, um, a year later, I got to go ride in Maine. So I did a three-day motorcycle rental uh, for with two bikes because I took my son with me. And oh, uh, way cool. yeah, so we, we put a few hundred miles on there uh, for three days, rode around mostly the eastern side. We, we, um, we have a friend who has a cabin in uh, just a little bit west of Portland in Lyman. And so we started there and rode up the coast, went to Rockland, um, mm-hmm. went to the Owl's Head. Did you go to Moody's Diner? No, I didn't go to Moody's. I tried to go Dude! to Trackside. What, what, is, uh, is Moody's right there in no, Moody, Moody's in Waldeboro near near Rockland. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I'm just going to stare no, at you Rockport. like this. I, I think it's near Rockport. I might be wrong. <laughs> I'm going to start talking about San Diego. <laughs> well, my wife used to live in San Diego, so she could she could uh, relate to you there. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I get around. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't sound like he's a Texan. <laughs> no, I grew up in Central America. I was one month old when, <laughs> after being born, my parents took me to Nicaragua and, and lived there 11 years and Costa Rica five years. So my English is basically a mixture of all the English-speaking friends that I had growing up. Huh. Neato. <laughs> <laughs> There's your factoid for the day. I, I did not expect that to go in that direction. Well, nope. <laughs> but I digress. So, so did you rent? Did you rent Stroms or did you I rent did. Uh, Harley's? I, well, a year ago, Steve wasn't talking about Harley's. Uh, he was talking about the Stroms. Yeah, so we rented two uh, V-Strom 650s, and they were great. Um, Steve is a Suzuki certified mechanic, and um, he there was not a thing wrong on any of those bikes. I mean, it, it literally the process and the experience with those bikes was super smooth. I've ridden a few different bikes. Um, in in the few years that I've been a returning rider, and uh, I tell you, when he dropped these off, it was just unbelievable. Like, man, these these things really really run smooth. So uh, that's what we had, and we set the GPSs to uh, to avoid highways, avoid tolls, and set some destinations. Avoid booties. Uh, apparently, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I'll put that on my list. I, I tried to go to Trackside Diner there um, next to the Transportation Museum in Al, Al's Head, but they were closed on Sundays. Mm. Oh, automatic. So that that's is, a little Todd pizza advice. Lost. If there's a place you want to go. Something ahead. Todd doesn't know about in Maine. <laughs> Talk more about it. It's a big place. It's full of cheese. <laughs> it's funny. I, I've never been to the trackside diner either i've been to owl's head they have a, a great vintage bike show every labor day but uh never the diner right yep. now listeners are clicking and they're like oh god i gotta get those bikes rented before labor day before somebody else gets them. <laughs> also, hey, also actually brings up owl's uh, head transportation a, a question oh sorry chuck go ahead um sorry i was just gonna say what what kind of lead time are you thinking people should give you, Steve? Well, on the website, I have an availability calendar. That's all it is. You can't. Oh, handy. Fancy. Yeah. And if it's available tomorrow, you can have it tomorrow. <laughs> it's. Uh, wow. Yeah. You know, ideally, especially if you if you want delivery, um, you 
you know, a couple of days notice is really helpful just to uh, let my poor wife know that she'll be having the kids again. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, this, you know, the more rentals that I've done, the more I've learned and fine tuned the process. And uh, it's gotten reasonably smooth so that, yeah, if uh, if you said, hey, I'm coming in tomorrow morning, I, I, I do have a couple of bikes ready and we could get them delivered to you. I'll tell you, I can I can vouch for Steve when he says that he'll bring the bikes to you, and because he really did, I was shocked at that. I had never rented bikes before, but he really does bring them to you and pick them up. Um, he'll even pick you up at the airport too, so that's that's for real. Wow, yeah. it was not it was not oversold. He doesn't like send you a bus pass for the sketchy <laughs> bus. He's like, get on sketchy bus number four. Don't talk to the guy who's talking to himself. <laughs> One of the things that I, I have fine tuned. Um, I've constricted the... Is the bus pass program. (laughs) Right. I upgraded to the gold bus pass. But um, the originally I I had a very broad uh, delivery area. And then I realized just how much gas the Surf and Summit limo really uses pulling the motorcycles around. So I did uh, constrict to that a little bit. It's free delivery within 25 miles of Portland. But certainly if you're outside that area, we're happy to... For probably a, about a dollar a mile, we can, you know, be on that. We, we can bring you the bikes. Um, I just sent a, a nice lady from Ontario a, an invoice. She's going to be staying up in Auburn. And uh, so, you know, that's 10 miles outside of the 25. So for 20 bucks, she's getting her bike delivered and picked up. You know what we should do? What? We should go there and be at mile 26 and just be like, <laughs> we're by mile marker 933. Could you bring the bikes? Okay, so so quick quick East Coast tidbit for you, Chuck. There is nothing on the East Coast with a mile marker 933 anywhere. <laughs> no. Whatever they use. Okay, we're at mile marker zebra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Next it, to the giant wooden Indian. I, I think I don't know what you guys got. In Maine, if you go to the end of 95, the the northern terminus, I believe it's exit 305. So that's that's as high as we get. There. Okay, fine. We'll go to 305. You happy? <clears throat> yes, because the delivery fee would be enormous. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Foiled again. Yes. But it would give me plenty of time to listen to the wheel nerds. So, you know. It... <laughs> the, the total delivery distance cord coincides strangely to one wheel episode. <laughs> so Killing. we're looking at the notes here and you say you have two and a half stroms. Yes. How does one have two and a half stroms? I mean, jokes about mine being broken. Again. Do you have Todd's? <laughs> no, no, no. Can you help Todd fix his strom? I could, but um, yeah, so it was uh, a little, It would cost money. A, a little thousand mile delivery fee. Yes, yes, it would. Um we got off to a little bit of a bumpy start. Um, <laughs> it was kind of, it was it was crazy basically. So I, you know, Surf and Summit completed their 27-page business plan, and we submitted to banks. And frankly, it wasn't looking great. And uh, so <laughs> the banks guy, stayed home in droves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so this guy walked into my bike shop and said, "Hey, I heard you're looking for V-Stroms. And I said, "Why, yes, I am." And uh, we made arrangements and I was able to pick up this, uh, another generation one first generation Strom at a price that I could, you know, live with and, and was getting set to use one of like the, um, well, 
the online rental services. There's a couple of them now, Twisted Road and Rider's Share. And, uh, and I did. So I'm like, well, even if I just have the two Stroms, I can get started. Um, so I picked up that second generation one bike. Um, shortly after that, <laughs> uh, Infinity Federal Credit Union, shout out to them, uh, came through with a, a business loan. Uh, and I was able to acquire a Gen 2 Strom, the newer one, and also mm. the Harleys and a trailer and some advertising podcast dollars. And uh, yeah, nice. and off to the race. Tacos! So, so the Red Strom, the other, the other Generation 1, it's, uh, I still have it. If I get folks that want to rent three V-Stroms at once, <laughs> we might put it into service, but probably <laughs> it will go on to another lucky owner. Ah. Huh. Is that just to keep it consistent because it's easier to keep track of everything that way? I mean, I don't know how different the Gen 1 and Gen 2 are other than the swoopy bodywork yeah. all these new Stroms have. Like, <laughs> no square anything anywhere. Beaks. No. Well, the, the Gen 2 is it's a little more powerful. It does have the, the twin spark uh, cylinder heads, two spark plugs on each head. Um, Finally catching up with the 1000s, I right, see. Right. <laughs> it has the... It. Yeah, how well does yours run again? My, it, it'd catch up to mine real fast. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the difference basically, so the newer one has ABS. Um, yeah, it has a gear shift indicator, which is one of the questions I got from a potential renter. <laughs> they, they preferred having the, you know, knowing which gear they're in. Um, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. It is, you know, a little faster. It's a little taller. The, my, the Gen 1 that I have still is uh, lowered, which is nice, but... Um, and that's actually the one Randy rode, the blue bike. Blue bike. Yes. Blue bike. So wait, is the so so wait wait did Randy just we gotta we gotta check on this? Did you take the Gen two and put your son on the Gen one? <laughs> of course. <laughs> no, no. Well, and, uh, sorry. dad tax on bikes. It's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> sorry to jump in, but actually, I got the Gen two, the newer one, the day that I delivered the bikes to Randy and his son. <clears throat> so yeah, it was not available for them. They they oh, were the last okay. people to rent the red bike. <laughs> riding riding on the riding on the Gen One like commoners. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. Well, and and two just to highlight it, it is it's kind of funny because I've had that one the blue bike um, much longer so it's um, a lot better setup. It's got the better the bar risers. It's got um, Hepco and Becker cases. Um, the GPS is actually swappable between either bike, so that's all set up. But, uh, yeah, there is more storage. The Gen 2 does have a top case, um, and I'm still working on, like, saddlebags or maybe cases for that. But um, so far, there has not been a huge demand for extra storage. But uh, It's surprising. Yeah. I know I've gotten some interest in folks wanting to go up to, like, uh, Nova Scotia. So. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure for those types of trips, folks will want more storage. Um, I did have a, a lovely couple from Nova Scotia come down and rent the Road King, and they definitely took advantage of the trunk and the cases, <laughs> and they were they were gone for three days, and yeah, they were definitely well packed. Yeah, those Road King bags can hold all the stuff. I had scuba gear in one, or not scuba, uh, all my snorkeling gear oh. in one case once. <laughs> nice. I was gonna be like, you know how to scuba? Why have no. we never talked about that? <laughs> No, no, snorkeling gear. <laughs> yes, you can fit all your snorkeling gear, fins and masks included, in a ro- in a Road King side case. Absolutely, oh, two people and a couple. That's handy. Yeah, and a couple of kids in the other case. 
<laughs> I can fit my soda in my Sprint side case. <laughs> not the big soda. No, no, no. Oh, God, no. Not big soda. <laughs> so, so, so what's, what's been the most popular bike you've rented? Is it the Harleys or the Stroms? It's, uh, it's been the Harleys. The Stroms are catching up, though. Um, hmm. Yeah, we had uh, Laconia Bike Week, um, like a week before. I got the Harleys a week before Laconia. So, folks, hmm. yeah, they both went over a couple of times to Laconia. It's, uh, it's fun. I, I get to basically live vicariously through my bikes now. Um, both <laughs> My bikes have been to all these cool places. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> what did you do? The, I stayed at home and worked. Yeah. The, yeah, I worked on the other bikes. <laughs> um, um, yeah, the, the Stroms have been to Cadillac Mountain in Bar Harbor twice, um, and I've never been there. The, and then the Harleys both went over to Laconia a couple of times each, and yeah, I'm, I'm a little jealous. So, uh, Randy, when you had the Stroms, what kind of riding were you doing? Were you, like, going out overnight and packing some stuff with you? Or were you just kind of, like, going out and back every day? So we we actually did – I had in mind to do a three-day circle uh, to head up the coast and then go westward and then kind of south, southeast, back uh, to our starting point. And we kind of did that. We were out for three days. Now we hoteled it. So we didn't, you know, I'm not going to camp with bears. Thanks, Steve. But, um, <laughs> yeah. so, so, but I'm cheap, but, you know, found a, a cheap hotel in Ellsworth, which is just really close to uh, Cadillac mountain and Acadia, all of that stuff. So that, that worked out pretty well for us. And because it rained the second day, we ended up spending two nights there, um, in that area. And so, so we ended up being, you know, away from home for all three days. But those those two nights, we ended up staying in the same place. Wait, yeah. it, it rained on the east coast. You know, that is something that I learned that it, the next time I rent a bike in Maine, um, I'm going to prepare a little bit better for rain because I had been looking ahead at the forecast and and it looked like mm -hmm. sunshine, and, you know, perfect weather. <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> and uh, and so the next time I'm going to make use of that storage space a little more by by taking some rain gear. We, we kind of got lucky. It was it was actually the second day uh, on the first day we looked ahead at the second day and the forecast was for 100% rain all day. It's like oh well, this you know great what a revolting <laughs> development, and we got lucky. It um it, it it dried up for about five hours and so we went from Ellsworth over to uh, the island. And uh, spent some time on Cadillac Mountain, came back and just, you know, had a leisurely second day. I don't think we put more than 100 miles on it the second day and um, and then spent the night uh, again in that same hotel. And then the third day was clear. So, yeah, plan plan <laughs> for varying weather. That's my advice. One of my favorite things about uh, the forecast here is when it does say it's going to rain, especially like seven or eight days out, it never does. It never rains on that day. No. <laughs> it's going to rain the day before and the day after, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, and if you don't like the weather, you wait about 20 minutes. And... Yeah, exactly. It'll be all right. I, I yeah, am I, curious I... if it would be worthwhile to uh, start including rain gear. Um, I mean, I do have helmets, jackets, and gloves available, just sort of the, the basic necessities. Uh, rain gear could be a nice option. <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess I guess the thing that springs to my mind is like shared rain gear. Is that going to get a little lived in? Yeah. Maybe just uh, have point. some 
uh, contractor trash bags that people can just punch <laughs> holes in. Hey, I would have paid 20 bucks for that on day two. <laughs> hey, no, there you go. There's your, there's your, you get the, you get the side business going up. I'll sell you some rain gear. <laughs> Surf yeah, don't, some don't even rain tell gear. The, yeah. Don't even tell the renters oh. that they're included. They're, they're on a hidden locked place on the bike. And, and the and they day when they, call. you know, they're in the middle of the rain, that's right. You just, yeah, it's how much is it worth? Put in this code on the side panel. <laughs> <laughs> let me just make sure your car. Yeah. Let me run your card first. You, you, you joke, Randy, but you know, this is what's going to happen to you. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, it was my idea. Right. Um, yeah. I'm sure that'll get you a whole 50 cents off. <laughs> so, so what, what was your favorite part of getting to ride up in, on the, along the east coast there randy not the rain <laughs> yeah not the you know it's just also it's just such a beautiful beautiful area i i love just being out and kind of in nature and away from things not not too far out but um you know the the trees todd you know this from being out there the trees are just fantastic and every single road except for those highways is just very curvy and hilly um mm. so i really don't have a favorite part the, the whole thing was just really great riding. The, the thing I regret is I didn't make it over to the western side. That's you know kind of that that border area between Maine and New Hampshire. And uh, Steve mentioned the really twisty white. Yeah, mountains. exactly. Uh, so I'm definitely going to have to go back and and experience that at some point. Um, but but there's not a bad place to ride around there. It's just absolutely all twisties and hilly. Um, you have to work kind of hard to find a bad road. And, and if you really like rain, you'll love the top of Mount Washington. <laughs> it goes sideways there. Oh, mm. well, thanks. I'll plan ahead this time. <laughs> that, that's when the price goes up on the lockbox. <laughs> uh-huh. The GPS says you're on Mount Washington. <laughs> <laughs> what, do they, what do they call that? The uh, uh, demand level pricing? <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But <laughs> he's working it out. We we made it over to Acadia and um, and and spent awesome. you know a couple of hours up on Cadillac Mountain. The views there are really spectacular. Now we we weren't there for sunset or sunrise, and a lot of people go there just for that. Now I wasn't going to do sunrise, which I think is like <laughs> five a.m. and you have to be there God. at four a.m. because it's always very busy. I'm told. No, which cracks me up. Yeah, it's like why? Uh, no, it, why it, the yeah, the reason is because that is the first point. The top of Cadillac is the first point mm-hmm. that gets sun. Sh- you know, the first rays of sun hit the top of Cadillac before anywhere else in the country. That's that's yep. the draw. don't care. <laughs> yeah, that, that's not that's a the draw. draw. And then and then when you want to go back to your bike, the mosquitoes will lift you <laughs> and carry you down the mountain to your bike majestically. Majestically. Uh, no, just no, <laughs> no. Why do people do these things? <laughs> Well, no. at 4 a.m. that day, I got up out of my bed, went to the bathroom, and then came back and went to bed. <laughs> no. That's how I enjoyed but, the sunrise in that area. <laughs> ah, Randy is a man of a certain age, so getting up at 4 to pee is a thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you're too far off from me, are you, Chuck? No, I'm already doing. I'm at 3, 3 a.m. <laughs> That's my time. That's my time to do things. Nice. Important things. So now, now tell me, tell me for a minute if you would, Steve, about the Harleys, because you said you mentioned you had a road king for when they want to just bring all the things. What's your other Harley? Uh, I have a Heritage Softail. They're both uh, twin cam 88s. Um, reliable, awesome. Um, yeah, they. Um, 
Yeah, they're, they're, it's very. Yeah, it's great to me how similar the bikes are, even though they are different models. They both have removable windshields. They both have side cases. I even fixed the, you know, the Heritage Softail saddlebag sag. We got that mm-hmm. squared away. Um, and they both have removable trunks. So, you know, cool. yeah, really, you can do either a backrest or a trunk for either bike. So if you, you know, if you want to pack up the Harleys to go to Nova Scotia, you can do that. Um but yeah, they're a lot, a lot of fun. It's uh, I, okay. So you got the two Stroms and the two Harleys. Mm-hmm. What would bike number five be? That's a great question. Uh, I have gotten some requests for a smaller bike. Um, hmm. and yeah, I guess those are all kind of physically pretty big, aren't they? Yeah, even you know where the Gen One Strom is lowered, it's it's not too bad. But yeah, mm-hmm. and, and I'm not sure exactly where to go. Like if I get you know maybe a smaller Sportster or mm-hmm. I'm not thinking like a 250. I mean, I love Suzuki TU250s, but you know, for a longer trip, something a little bigger, I think would be nice. Yeah, it's gonna be that's gonna be hard to wind out on 95. Yeah, Grom. Yeah, <laughs> Grom. Was it? Didn't Honda just release a, a new monkey bike? Yes. Um, I forgot what it's called though. I, I keep seeing W or something like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. I haven't looked too much into so it. Apparently, the Grom was not monkey enough. <laughs> Nice. So, yeah, I, I'm open to suggestion. Um, part of it will be about which bikes go out the most. And, and right now, the, the Harleys are mm-hmm. leading the way. But um, Really? Okay. Yeah. I, I'm just going to throw this idea down. All right. Bonnevilles. It's not a bad idea. Because you got that, you got that cool, like kind of retro thing. You can get a removable yep. windshield that'll go on and off the bottom. He'll bag us to go on it to travel around. Modular as hell. It's, it's different from the others. It's dead simple, mm-hmm. right? Um, They're simple and fun to ride. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, and and so I, I don't think I did a, the full introduction, but I am also a motorcycle mechanic at a. a at a shop that uh, used to have Triumphs. So we do get a fair amount of, of Bonnevilles through there. Uh-huh. And yeah, they are great. we actually had a, a Bonneville come through with a Vetter fairing on the front. That was pretty unique. Uh, <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> it, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, that would be kick-ass. It didn't look as bad as you might think, actually. So <laughs> When they're matched to the bike well, they blend right in. Yeah. I want to yeah. hijack this conversation for a minute. Okay. So you worked at a shop with Triumphs. Mm-hmm. How easy is it for someone to fuck up putting the front wheel back onto a goddamn sprit and break the speedometer. Asking for a friend. Um, Well, I I don't know anybody that's ever done that. Excuse me. Yeah. (laughs) No one at all, huh? No, no. I'm going to say the other guy did it. (laughs) Yeah, they are. I've heard that story. Recently, yeah, you know, it's funny. I heard enough. that too on my favorite radio podcast. Ah, <laughs> uh, weird. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some Suzuki's where they don't put like a, a tab on, on the speedometer. You know, the cable end there. They don't. They don't put a tab on there, so it's hard to locate. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I did put one on not in the right place, and when I tightened it down, it bent a little too far, and I snapped the speedo cable on the poor guy. Don't, don't forget the Suzuki's with the front wheel. Uh, it has a side for a speedometer drive, but if you don't have a wheelbase speedometer, you can put it on backwards, and you sit there wondering if you're losing your freaking mind. <clears throat> yeah. I heard from a friend. 
<laughs> hey, you should uh, ask for your friend about charging systems. Charging system is fucking great. Okay, let's be clear. I know exactly what was wrong with it. Okay. The stators, the stators wires were burned through. Ooh. So I tested it to see if there was resistance, and you'll love this one, you know. And there was infinite resistance. I was like, great, it must be good. It must be the problem. I pulled it out. Well, you know, the reason there was infinite resistance is it turns out as if the wires aren't connected to fucking anything. Mm-hmm. Oh. Then there will be no current. Yeah. Very resistive. <laughs> They'll be very resistive. I actually just, uh, I was just troubleshooting a, a stator and regular direct fire a um, couple mm-hmm. days ago. And yeah, there should be uh, infinite resistance between the yellow wires and ground. Yes. But then there should be a certain amount of resistance between each of the yellow wires. Like the one I was doing, it was like 0.4 to, to 1 ohm. So there. Yeah, I was all infinite all the time. Speaking of infinite, <laughs> how bad was the bike when Randy brought it back? Uh, you know, after we got all the bugs off, it was all right. <laughs> that, that's a, I wasn't joking. I, I do spend a lot of time washing bikes at, at this point. But it's great because it means they're getting used. So uh, That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so make sure to check out Surf and Summit Motorcycles, sponsor of our fine show, at Surf and Summit Shit, what's the website address? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, look at the shirt. Uh, shirt? Uh, okay, uh, hold, hold still. It it's on not on the shirt. It's on the back? Uh, not on the back. You don't have the That's web weird. address on the shirt? Uh, you know, I have them on the new shirts. <laughs> okay. uh, All right, failure. Yes. Okay, what's the... Surfandsummitmotorcycle.com Motorcycle. Yes, no Motorcycle. S. I do want to give out some props, uh, if you guys don't mind, before, I, sure. before I'm set off into internet... Um, <laughs> You know? Yeah, yeah. Before I'm gone, um, a number one, I have to uh, thank my beautiful and amazing wife, Julie. Uh, she's basically been a single mom the last few months <laughs> as Surf and Summit has launched, and uh, yeah, she's also contributed lots of excellent ideas and proofread a bunch of stuff for me. And yeah, I certainly would not be doing this without her. Um, the folks at Street cycles. She's right there, isn't she? No, she's no, standing she right behind listening. you. It, it is her happy, her birthday too. Happy birthday! Um, birthday! Yeah. Uh, wow. Which, you're no, she's the not. Just <laughs> um, I have to thank the fine folks at Street Cycles, which is a wonderful Suzuki and BMW dealership. Also, my employer, uh, Dwayne, the owner, allows Surf and Summit to have retail space there, so you can pick up your bike at Street Cycles, which is a reputable dealer. Um, Ian, the parts guy, has processed thousands of dollars worth of parts and gear for me. Uh, and Stephanie and Peter there at Street Cycles have both uh, referred several customers to me, which I appreciate. Um, all of my friends and family at uh, my my church, Unity, they uh, have bought a lot of T-shirts, <laughs> which is really uh, appreciated. And, uh, yeah, sent a lot of love and support my way, which has really been great. Um, you know, I, I'm the doer, but yeah, without the, the support that I get from, from pretty much everyone in my life, uh, this would not be happening. It takes a village to rent a motorcycle, Chuck. Apparently. <laughs> All right. Well, Randy and Steve, thanks so much for being on tonight with us, guys. And Steve, thanks for sponsoring the show. Very happy. I really appreciate it. You guys are my favorite. Do the web address and phone number. The web address, surfandsummitmotorcycle.com. Also on the phone, if you're older, at 207 415 8340, which I just read off of Chuck's shirt. Yep. <laughs> that is awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Randy. Uh, look forward to your visit again. Definitely. Hey, thanks, guys. It's been fun talking to you. Awesome. Hey, thanks. thanks.
awesomeness. That's pretty cool. Yep. I'm, I'm, I can't tell you how incredibly just, just like got the email from Steve about like how the business was actually going and real nerds was referring people. I was like, this is so excited. I feel, I feel like I've arrived. Like I felt that a little before. I really feel like I've arrived. Now. Like that's really cool. I feel really great that you're working for him. I think it's fantastic. Cause I remember when we first talked to him, it was kind of like, a yeah, it was pie still, in the still sky. Pie in the sky. Yeah. But now he's like, he's doing it. It's happening. Yeah. It's a thing. Now I, now I just want to go out there and talk a bit more. <laughs> that was, that may be an expensive interview. <laughs> hey, hey. Hey, I'm um, sure you won't end up on a rainy hill somewhere <laughs> asking for the code to the rain, ja- rain ba- jacket. Are you kidding me? If I go east, I'm taking rain. <laughs> I grew up there. I know how that goes. Uh-huh. I've seen rain coming at me sideways before <laughs> across the lake. And I'm thinking, I can't actually let go of the sheet for this sail right now. I think I'm just going to tighten the strap on my hat and kind of duck my head and hope for the best. How'd that work out? <laughs> About like you'd expect. <laughs> Top of my head was dry. <laughs> Not much else. Can I have the coat? Oh, do that box. Uh, uh, <laughs> hey. I'm going to turn the heat way up in my car now. Uh, Fortunately, I had the dry pair of socks, which you always have. Mm. Mail. Mail time. Mike writes, Hi, guys. I've been listening to the Wheel Nerds since before you the make them sound so weird. Stop. Hi, guys. <laughs> Hi guys. <laughs> Stop hey. podcast pacing. Anyway, why well, don't either of you guys have a DR four hundred, DRZ four hundred, or a WR two fifty R, some other dual sport type bike? There's some pretty good trails in Utah. Thanks, guys. I'm just gonna observe at this point that the uh, the GS and the Strom are dual sport bikes, and the GS will go places without dying. Supposedly, so I've heard. I mean, I am the person riding it. True. Chuckle. <laughs> Um, but why don't we have more dirty, more bikes, dirt bikey kind of bikes? Never, never got around to it. Yeah, that would I, be that would be in my realm in the in the third, fourth bike range. Um, like I just don't do enough dirt. Be and such dirt as I do, I do on the Strom mostly until I get to crazy trails. At which point I'm like, no, never mind. Yeah, I I haven't like had that huge urge. Like yeah. doing the the swell. Mm-hmm. That's about it. Yeah, that's about as far as I want to go. Yeah, and for the for the record, you could do the swell in a you know, yeah, Honda Civic. Honda. Yeah, we we followed a Honda Civic. There was a Honda Civic. Yeah. You know, or like a like a like any rental car. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. you know the difference between a rental car and a GS, right? Don't give a shit about the rental car? No, you can take a rental car anywhere. <laughs> wow. <laughs> rental car go anywhere. Because you don't give a shit. No, exactly. <laughs> You say, yeah, I'd like the optional insurance because <laughs> you have a you have a Kia Rio that's about to get more air than a skateboarder <laughs> DX games. Sure, fuck me on the insurance right <laughs> does now. It, does it have a horn that plays Dixie when I jump over things, <laughs> asking for a friend? Because <laughs> it will. <laughs> it plays it plays La Cucaracha, acceptable. It will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, honestly, it's, it's down to the fact that, that a dedicated dirt machine is like fourth on my list. That's not high on my list. No, no. Th- somewhere third is still the scooter zone. Yeah. I got sidecar, main whip, and scooter, and then maybe dirt bike. I know someone who might be selling a Vespa, Vespa pretty soon. Oh, really? Yeah. Who's that? Uh, my friend Melinda, who passed to BRC. Oh, okay. Yeah. While I was uh, at BMW getting a 
turbo sprint fixed. Mm-hmm. Her and Golly, who also passed the BRT, mm-hmm. came by. Mm-hmm. And I had my back turned mm-hmm. for about a minute. Mm-hmm. And the Ducati guys got her onto a Ducati sport bike Uh-oh. for a test ride. Uh-oh. I could hear her giggling as she rode off. Oh, my word. Yeah. They put her on like a $16,000 sport man. bike. Wow. And uh, they were like, so you spent like money. I guess. <laughs> it was. uh, Yeah. She had feelings. Hugging it. I think that's hugging. No, she was no, humping. No, that's definitely humping. She was humping it. <coughs> that is 100% humping. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. She was. She, humping uh, is now happening. Yeah. Very red. Yeah. She, she took the, the super sport, whatever, mm-hmm. out, out for a test ride. Nice. She loved the hell out of it. I bet. Yeah. Cool. But, uh, but yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Marie writes, Marie, budding motorcycle enthusiast, scientist, and fellow nerd. Nice. Writes, a comment and a question for you both in your infinite <laughs> wisdom. As a new writer a couple of years ago, I wanted to find a good motorcycle podcast to feed my growing obsession. I settled for you. And after trying several, Wheel Nerds was one of the few that stuck because I forgot how to unsubscribe. I settled hard. I dare say it's my favorite one. Expectations are low. The combination of nerdiness and humor really speaks to me. Anyone who mixes motorcycles with comments about anime, comic book heroes, build knowledge, and animals is someone I want to talk to. Well, that is us. Mm. It's informative, and your passion really comes out. But it definitely doesn't take itself too seriously. How dare you, ma'am? We are nothing but serious on this show. 100%. Thank you as well for encouraging safe riding habits and not glorifying squid culture. Because they're lame. I know you guys are busy. Can't put out an episode every week, but I'm always happy to see a new one. Keep up the good work. Thank you. You want to take the question? Sure. This is a long letter. My first and only bike so far has been a 2003 SB650. That's awesome. Joy to learn to ride on this baby, and I've taken it to track a few times already. I was lucky enough to see MotoGP in Austin this year, and at the demo rides, tried out a 2017 Beastram 650. Uh-oh, I know what's going to happen here. <laughs> I loved it. Yes, maybe habit-forming. The riding position was comfortable, and it was very confidence-inspiring, helpful for my anxious personality. I've been researching the model since then. I've come across descriptive phrases such as, it doesn't attract attention, and it's boringly reliable, except for Todd's. It sounds perfect for me. The comfortable ride, reliability, versatility, luggage capability, and low price point is shot at the top of my next additional bike list. So is there any reason I shouldn't go for the bike? I'm missing out by having two bikes with the same engine. Are there other models I should make sure to test drive like the Tiger or the Multistrada? Any advice is appreciated. Uh, I would test ride the Versus. Yep, definitely a Versus. Uh, maybe the Tiger? Maybe the Tiger? I I, the, I'm not that excited I about I find the, the Tiger very milquetoast. Uh, it doesn't do anything for me. I'm not that excited about the Multistrada. The Multistrada is sort of cool just because it's idiotically powerful, but like I don't know. It, it's, I don't know. It's idiotically powerful, and that's where it really distinguishes itself from the Strom. If I was comparing to the Strom, the first bike I'd think of is the Versus. Yeah. Maybe maybe uh, an 800 GS? Yeah, maybe an 800 Maybe an FJ09? That's very Oh, yeah, very an FJ09. Yeah, yeah, that would be a definite. Yeah, an FJ09 would be a good one to pick out. Yeah. Because it, it, would, it, would, it, it would feel really different. Yeah, quite so. Quite so. But yeah, honestly, uh, I, 
No, I mean, by especially the 650. The 650 Stroms. is Stroms in general, you know, buy the Strom, ride the wheels off it, literally in my case, buy a new Strom and repeat. And there's huge uh, community and support behind Massive it. Massive community and support. Let me think. Who do we know that rides a Strom? Uh, let's see. There's Scott Just that I work with. They're dirty. Uh, Guy, I know. Yeah. Dirty, disgusting yeah. guy. Uh, Missy rides one. His body uh, makes Steph rides really one. weird noises. It's, yeah. It's yeah. weird how mm-hmm. the noises. Sundry that listeners. Uh, come out of his there's stomach. an outfit in the East who rents them, I hear. Such, yeah. such soul haunting noises. Yes, there's, there's a reason it's world stromination. Scary. Because they just sort of work. His seat is weird colors. Not mine. Mine doesn't work. But Strom's in general work. Slimy. <laughs> what? Nothing. Sorry, I was lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I check check out the others. I mean, because what the hell is an excuse to ride, right? Yeah, I, she sent a picture of herself on a buell. Awesome. So you know, if you can find one, take a Ulysses out. Yeah. See what you think of that. Yeah, just for the experience, I'd be mm, sketched out buying one. But I probably wouldn't buy one myself right now. But you know, ride it because it just feels so much different. Mm-hmm. And you might fall in love with it. And, you know. I hear you can work on them. <laughs> but yeah, the, buying, cause the, the other thing about it is the, the, uh, in the newer ones, it's less distinctive. Like the SV and the V-Strom are closer together because they had, you know, generations of each bike to kind of like learn from the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are different. They're tuned noticeably different. You know, Versus has been around for a while. Yep. The Versus has come along. The FJ09 is relatively new. Pretty new, but the but engine's still, not. still, that would be a, a fun one to do. Uh, yeah, the versus is Africa Twin. Eh, I think that's another. You could try the Africa Twin. Honestly, that's still one which I get on, and I'm just like, eh. and you know, she does mention the Strom's low price point. They yeah, are that's... really, really proud of the Africa Twin. Yeah, for a bike which is frankly, eh. there's another Honda, isn't there? That's the the one with the oh, with the with the seven hundred, like yeah, yeah the seven hundred yeah. something X, seven hundred eh. something, yeah. It's well, it's, you know, she's looking at a strom, so her meh. No, no, I, I mean, I, but the strom, the strom doesn't deliver power. Meh. It's not like okay, we're going. The strom is, you know, we can or not going. going. Yeah, or not going, or you know, not, not going. <laughs> it's never getting old. <laughs> yeah, I. The, if the Strom, if you enjoy the Strom, it's really hard not to recommend one because a Strom 650 will do everything. It will do it efficiently. It will run until time ends. Yeah. 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 I, it, Missy Missy is still racking up the miles on hers to this day. She sold she sold her first Strom. She's like, you know what would be nice to replace this Strom? Another slightly newer Strom. <laughs> or look at a Versus or DFJ. Yep. Yeah. Check them out. Yep. What have, um, you, what have you learned? This oh, week, wait. Jack? Before... Oh. I want to say that uh, I'll be going to the Women's Sport Bike Rally in California in July. Cool. Yeah. I'll put a link up. Uh, you're going. Mm-hmm. Look for the awkward dude. Yep. So listeners listeners who are going, either as an actual participant or as the a plus one. Guest, yeah. yeah. Oh, and Melinda is going. Awesome. She may be going on Jen's America. Oh, but she's, okay. She, she's going. Or she may buy Ducati between oh, now and then. It, it should be. It'll be an adventure to find out which. Yep. So I'll be able to have a woman's perspective 
as well as mine. Cool. Not that mine's worth it. It's worth what they paid for it, right? They're letting me in the door. I'm just grateful for that. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And you're going, and then you'll uh, you'll get to meet uh, Brittany and Joanne in person. That'll be fun. I don't know if Joanne will be at is the West not- Coast one. Oh, is she going to be the West Coast? Oh, that's right. She's out in. Uh, She's on the East Coast. Coast. Yeah, yeah. Okay. they have an East Coast one. That oh, they okay. Do. All and right. She may. She may be the one that runs it. I'm not oh, sure. All right. But uh, Brittany will be there. So you can yep. meet her. Yep. I'm her plus one. Oh, okay. <laughs> so wait. So not only not only are you getting to go, but you're getting to go as the the plus one of of a, of a personage or plus two or three or whatever I am. You just like you. You can go. <laughs> okay. Show up. Plus like, X. Show up. Record some stuff. Make some noise. That's, cool. That's so what I'm we'll hoping. We'll look for some uh, cool interviews from that. Yeah, I hope so. And what the heck, worst case scenario, you get to go and ride in Colorado. Rad. California. What's California? California, um, just north of LA. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did I say Colorado when I said that? No, I think I I keep thinking it's in Colorado. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, California. I just have no idea what I'm doing. Just um, north of LA. I can't even make a bike. Run. Run. More than 20 minutes. More than 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> What have, what have you learned this week, Chuck? You can't make a bike run for more than 20 minutes. <laughs> I've learned that I can't. Like... <laughs> <laughs> That's all we got time for. Until next week, I'm Todd. And I'm Chuck. Ride safe, everyone. Hopefully for longer than 20 minutes. Finally, we have a special message for Steve's wife, who put up with him being on wheelies tonight, even though it was her birthday. Yeah, I'll just we'll throw okay, it at the ready? end. Uh, write down the name. Julie. How hard is three? We know a Julie. Okay. All right. <laughs> you okay, Julie? You got yeah, this? Good, you Julie, sure? You look sure. me in the eye. Okay. Julie, yeah, we're Julie. there. Okay, ready? Solid. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Julie. Happy birthday to you. See, you didn't screw that up. Thank you. And good night. Bye. You can contact us at wheelnerds at gmail.com or leave us a message at area code 801-917-4136. Record an intro for our show of you and your bike, and maybe it'll be on a future show. Stickers and other merchandise is available at our website, www.wheelnerds.com. If you use iTunes or Stitcher, please leave a review for us. Hell, write our URL on bathroom walls if it helps. If you like this podcast, you can find more like it at wheelnerds.com. This has been a Wheelnerds production, all rights reserved. Readings from other sources are the property of their respective owners and are used with satirical intent. And so it was on the Monday That's that Steve went to get a beer and didn't get back in time. You bet. Good night, guys. Bye. Why am I waving? I don't know. I can't see. <laughs> One sec. Oh, how's your nose, Todd? Oh, crap. What? Like the rest of me. Uh-huh. Oh, okay.